0: My job on this expedition to try and find any evidence, dead or alive, to the existence of this...
1: Good afternoon, Taryn. Hi Heather, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm
0: doing fantastic.
1: Um Happy December? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty awesome. I am holding a baby. It's your baby. You know him, you've met. I would I would hope I know this baby. <laughs> this baby and I have been very personal. <laughs> He's
0: been places that no other man has been.
1: Well, one other man. Well,
0: yeah, one other at least. Still. It's kind of funny to think about it that way.
1: Yes, like, it your is. kids have been somewhere where your husband has never been. Oh. Anyway, that should probably be chopped out. No, it's fine. Of course. There was something that, from last week, that you told me to cut out that I did not. Oh, no. What was that? I don't remember, but it was really funny. That's oh, why I left it in. Oh, no. <laughs> You're supposed to cut these things out, Heather. But it was really funny, and it wasn't bad, so I left it in there. You think that's funny, Connor? well this week nothing interesting has happened like at all so it's just been a normal week i saw your husband for like four hours that's right you did and well you didn't really steal him because i was at home you were for like the last 30 minutes of it yeah but that's technically not stealing
0: it's whatever. okay let me i temporarily borrowed your husband that's fine he i didn't me. want him anyway he helped fix my washing machine that may or may not be fixed have you tried it yet? I washed a load. Still having some issues. He oh. gave me some suggestions. We're on load number two. When I get home, I'm really hoping that it says end instead of the normal sign
1: he gives me. I guess we'll see. Instead of a weird fact, <laughs> I was listening to another podcast and I thought I'm going to steal this from them because it's funny. But they listed their their top 10 celebrity crushes. And the ones that they picked are like, that definitely says something about you.
0: Well, I'm going to fail at this because I don't pay attention to their names. I just like the people on the shows.
1: I researched it today. Okay. Like, I, I did a whole thing, I created a list, I even got pictures for you. Okay. So you know who I'm talking about. Because I know when I say someone's name, you're not going to know who I'm talking about.
0: 99% of the time.
1: All right. Okay. I've got 10 of them, but I also have some runner ups. So we'll do the runner ups afterwards. <laughs> Which my runner ups are funny. <laughs> okay, number ten. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. He's
0: Star Lord from
1: uh That's right. Play Star Lord. Uh Guardians of the Ga- Galaxy. The Guardians of, of the, the galaxy. galaxy. That's right. Star Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy. He is also Owen in Jurassic World. Yes. And he was on a little show called Parks and Recreation. As a person, like personally the uh, the few things that I know about him I, he's alright he's he's an okay guy Chris Pratt is my number 10 number 9 Chris Hemsworth yeah Thor is Thor
0: yes. yes I like all the shirtless
1: shirts. yes thank you thank mm, you mm-hmm. number 8 Alexander Skarsgård who is that Alexander Skarsgård was in an HBO show called True Blood he was a oh, vampire uh, and he is very, very Scandinavian and fine. I I have a thing for bad boys. Why
0: does that not surprise me?
1: I don't know. Onward, Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. But honestly, I think the number one thing that attracts me to him is he's hilarious. I love his comedy. I love guys with a good sense of humor. Uh, number six. Yes. Stephen Amell from Arrow. Arrow. Oh, yes. You know what? He does CrossFit. Yeah, he does a lot of really amazing things. He was actually on an episode of American Ninja Warrior, I believe. I could was that. And he went through the whole course, just like flew by it. And it's like, dude, that was hot. <laughs> that like, was so hot. I love watching him do the whole workouts on Arrow. And it's just like, I could watch this all day. I <sighs> think I like
0: how to the CrossFit. There's a whole bunch you guys can
1: that That's so great. Number five, Joe Mangiello.
0: Wasn't he also on True Blood? He was. He He was a werewolf. Mm
1: -hmm. And then he also has played a couple other. He's also in Magic Mike. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And a few other things, but he plays a good werewolf in True Blood. All right. Number four, Jensen Ackles. Yes. (laughs) From From Supernatural. Yes. Again. The bad boys, and he is considered a bad boy. I, I love him in
0: that show.
1: And he's got a great voice. He does. No, okay. Number three. Kit Harrington. Hmm? Kit Harrington. Game of Thrones, Jon Snow. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Kit Harrington. I, I like curly hair. I have a thing for curly hair, and he has curly hair. So I just want to run my hands through his hair. Alright, number two. Ian Summerholder from Vampire Diaries. He's got blue eyes Bro. and dark hair. And that is one of the sexiest things. Look at that look, just that smolder.
0: No, he's, he's definitely sexy. Like,
1: <sighs> I'm not going to deny it. Mm, so good. He is 100% the bad boy in that show. And thank you, Lord. I love it. All right, number one is the best one and i think every woman on earth would agree with me for my number one guy jason momoa oh how can you not no like, oh i
0: love everybody on your on your list oh. <laughs> doubt. i love his acting i love his abs he's, he's funny
1: really
0: nice ass yes he is extremely funny
1: He's got tattoos. He does have
0: tattoos. He's got like those nice facial scars.
1: Yes. And his attitude. Oh yes. Yeah.
0: Like definitely without a doubt. I like
1: your pet. And, and, and he's got the wavy hair. He mm-hmm. does have the wavy hair. I like curly hair, but waves are okay. <laughs> he's such a good-looking guy, and he's a good father. So that's another perk. Once you have become a mother, when you see a hot guy being a good father, that just adds like twenty extra points. I mean, like, even a not hot guy. Even a not hot guy. He's
0: a not hot guy, and you see him doing good with And it his, makes him hot.
1: Like, so. Yes, but Jason Mimosa Jason. definitely not Mimosa. Well, Mamoa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would definitely like to have a conversation with all of those
1: guys. Um, I would like to have a little more than a conversation. I, like conversation. I mean, I would definitely accept the conversation starting with Hi Heather, you're sexy. And I'd be like, "Oh God, thank you! It's happening?"
0: <laughs> so, have you ever done the thing with your husband where it's like you're you're one free celebrity? No, house? no, you get
1: five. What? You get five. I just, well, no, no. I it
0: was just the
1: one No, nope. you house. get five, mm-hmm. and this is because of the show Friends. This is the whole reason I've learned about it. You get five celebrities that you are allowed to sleep with without your significant other getting mad.
0: See, on the show Sirens, they did one.
1: Oh, it's supposed to be five. One for your it's got to be five because honestly, honestly, how many people are going to get it? Sure. So you got to have your five. So my top five would be the ones, you know, I think I could talk my husband into going top ten. I think I could talk him into it.
0: Probably because what's the likelihood of you actually fucking getting
1: here? Exactly. In my head. It's fine. So we have a few runner ups. I didn't get pictures of these guys. Bless you. Chris Wood. Chris Wood is on Vampire Diaries, which you wouldn't know. He plays Kai, and he's evil, but he's hot. He also is on Supergirl. Uh, he plays, oh, Manel. Manel on okay, Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's hot. So hot. We're going to go with Liam Hemsworth. Everyone knows that's Chris's little brother. And he's hot. As he's not someone I would ever, he's younger than me. Therefore, I have an odd time going, Oh, yes, he's, you know, I would do something with him. I think he's cute. That's why he's in the runner ups. Cause I think he's cute. All right. Paul Rudd. He's not someone you would think is conventionally hot. Ant man. No. No. He's also in friends, but he's hilarious. And I find funny guys attractive, which brings me to my next one is once again, someone no one would ever think of someone having a crush on Seth Rogen. First of all, he's got curly hair. I love curly hair. And second of all, he's really funny. And I don't I don't know what it is about him, but I just I always had a crush on him. Alright, so that's my list of my top ten. Taryn, I expect your top ten list next week, so get working on it. I
0: will do what I can, but good luck.
1: All right, at least get me a top five.
0: I'll see what I can do. Okay. Though I think some of my top fives might be your in your list. Ooh, which is
1: fine. Okay. Absolutely. That way we can see how the same we are. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> Our same tastes. But as you can see, I like rugged bad boy men that are funny.
0: <laughs> See, I like the the rugged bad boy men that are funny, but I also like the clean cut guys who stand
1: up for what's right. If you have a top 10 list and would like to share, please please do. Let me know. I would have to email mine, I'm going to have to email mine to you so okay. that we can look at the pictures. Okay. You, you don't have to put pictures. Most of the time I can figure out who they are. I feel like
0: we would still need pictures. Okay, that's fine. I think it makes it better.
1: All right, you can do that. So you work on that. That's your homework for this week. Oh, I don't like homework. <laughs> it's fun homework, though. True. <laughs> so yeah, share your lists. And hey, guys, guys out there, share your lists, too. we'll see if I agree, because I can appreciate the female form in all its glory as well.
0: I would have to agree with that statement. Like, I'm 100% all about the guy. Mm -hmm.
1: But I will admit when there is a pretty woman in the room. Absolutely. And I do the same thing. Send us your list. Let us know your top 10 and how many of them cross over. See if anybody knows who Alexander Skarsgård is. So hot. Sorry. All right. Well, now we're going to get into our serious, horrible, horrible subject today. Isn't this
0: one of our ongoing, like, you have to listen to this episode to understand the other episodes? This
1: is the starting episode. This is going to be number one episode from our next episodes that are going to be coming out. This is the first one. Episode
0: Episode one. one
1: of CIA stuff. But this isn't CIA stuff that we're talking about right now. This is just precursory stuff that we have to understand in order to get... The CIA stuff. Sounds good. Let's get started. All right. Today we are going to be talking about Nazi human experiments that the Nazis did back in uh, World War II. Everything that I'm going to be talking to you right now is brought to us by Wikipedia. Yay, Wikipedia. Because they know more than me. (laughs) All right. Nazi human experiments. Obviously... Started in the early to mid 1940s or late 1930s during World War II and the Holocaust. Now, these human experiments were done mostly on Jews, disabled Germans, Polish, Soviet POWs, gypsies, and other unwanted ethnic groups. The Nazi doctors and their assistants forced prisoners into participating. And if they did not willingly volunteer, then they would obviously be put to death or put into work camps. But typically, the experiments resulted in death, disfigurement, permanent disability, trauma. No matter what, it was bad. So many, many camps are, I'm going to mention many camps some of them I don't know how to pronounce. Some of them I do because they're that famous. So be warned. We're gonna start on, I guess, the big one. A lot of people know information on these particular tests. Just be- they were very bad done on children. Uh, it would be the experiments on twins. These tests were done by Joseph Mengele. 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 And what he would do is try to figure out differences and similarities of the genetics of twins and to see if the human body can be unnaturally manipulated. He performed experiments on about 1,500 sets of twins at Auschwitz.
0: That's crazy.
1: About 200 people survived The studies out of the... Sorry, if there's 1,500 sets, that means he was experimenting on 3,000 people. That's still crazy. And 200 of them survived. The twins that he got a hold of were arranged by age and gender and kept in barracks between experiments. And these experiments ranged from injecting different kind of dyes into the eyes... To see whether it would change their color of their twins' eyes. I know. See, like I'm no doctor, but that doesn't even make sense. Well, like, apparently to figure it out, they had to try it.
0: I mean, I, I guess I can understand <laughs> that, you know, rule it out, but uh, you stab me, it's not gonna hurt my brother. I know. I'm not a twin, I'm just saying.
1: Uh he would also sew twins together to try to make conjoined twins. Ugh. Yeah. Oftentimes, one twin would be forced to undergo experiments, while the other was kept as a control. If the experiment reached the point of death, the second twin would be brought in to be killed at the exact same time. Lovely. Yes. And then they would look at the effects of the experiment and compare both bodies post-mortem. Blech. Yes, I know. All right, we're going to pause this and because Taryn has something to do, and we will be back later on tonight. Here we go. Here we, are we go. Back after four long but fun hours. And a Tactical microphone going out. I'm going to have to fork out some cash to get another one. Christmas. <sighs> Still my cash. <laughs> But it's a good thing this thing has a forward and a backwards microphone.
0: I agree. We
1: just had to make sure it worked.
0: And then figure it out.
1: (laughs) Figure it out. But it works. Okay, so we left off at Twin Experiments with Joseph Mengele.
0: And only 200 people surviving out of those. Only
1: 200 people surviving. Okay. We're going to move on to... Uh, bone, muscle, and nerve transplant exper- experiments.
0: I feel like we left off right after, um, like they would test out on one twin and use the other twin as the control. And I, I con-
1: finished, I finished my section on okay. it. Okay. So. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Now, so moving on. All right. 1942 to 1943, experiments were conducted at Ravensbrook concentration camp. For the benefits of the German armed forces to study bone muscle and nerve regeneration, which means growing back.
0: I mean, it sounds really fascinating, like, the fact that they were researching that. Yeah. But I don't want to know what they did or why they did it or how they did it, because I feel like it was more torture. More torture than anything else.
1: Well, 100%. It was all torture, but supposedly it was torture for the benefit of mankind. That's like,
0: oh, if it's for the greater good than it's good
1: it's like, no, not always no. it's not sometimes it's just because you think it's for the greater good doesn't mean it's for the greater good no and the problem is is they didn't use any anesthesia ever for any of them those B-poles. yeah they suck so what they would do is just for fun is take one bone out of someone and put it in someone else just to see if it worked
0: and that was before the study of different blood types, different bone. Oh, it types. wasn't
1: before. I don't th- no, It wasn't before, but it was. Uh, I don't know. I guess they just
0: they didn't care.
1: Guess no, they didn't care. They just wanted to see what would work. Why doesn't it work?
0: Well, I feel, feel like it'd be fascinating if you like. Okay, so I'm a uh, A positive, and you're B negative, and we switched bones. Like, would it be more effective for you or for me? Even though you know it didn't work because no yeah, blood types.
1: Yeah, it doesn't work. So prisoners also would have bone marrow injected with bacteria just to study effectiveness of new drugs being developed and used in the battlefields. Many of them obviously left with disfig- disfigurements or death because of these experiments. All right, a big one that they did, they called them the freezing experiments. So what they would do, it was, they would try to discover... How to prevent and treat hypothermia. There were uh, around 400 experiments done, but about 300 victims. So about 100 of them were experimented on multiple times. Yes. So what they would do is place them in a water temperature of certain degrees, record their body temperature when they were removed from the water, And then record their body temperature when they died and how long they were in the water and what the time of their death. They listed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different attempts on Wikipedia, different experiments that they did. The very first one that they listed was attempt number five. The water temperature was about 41 degrees Fahrenheit. Body temperature at that point was 81 point nine degrees. But they're and that was their body temperature at death. They were in the water for I think sixty-six out. I'm sixty-six minutes, I'm guessing. Sixty-six hours seems a little extreme. That's what I'm saying. Sixty six minutes, I'm guessing. And then they obviously died after sixty six
0: minutes. Well we're gonna leave you in the water and find out how long it takes for you to die.
1: Pretty much that's what they did only one of the experiments on here there was no time of death so they survived Hmm. they would also place naked prisoners in open air for several hours with temperatures as low as 21 degrees
0: now that's chilly i'll walk around
1: outside in a t-shirt in 30 degrees but but naked not naked not naked no that's cold So they would study the physical effects of the cold exposure and also assessed different methods of rewarming survivors. One method that they decided to try out, throwing them into boiling water. Yes, because let's freeze
0: your skin and then cook it
1: off. Exactly.
0: Hmm, dinner.
1: Gross. You gotta thaw it before you can cook it.
0: Not always. You should. Well, if you want. Never mind. Hmm i was thinking of chicken it's like you could you could Mm -hmm. boil it but then it just doesn't taste good at all but again i'm talking thinking chicken people not (laughs) not chicken people but you know chicken
1: (laughs) call them people the chicken people that's always got to be brought up
0: (laughs) maybe this is how they like exactly how people figured out the best way to warm someone if they're from hypothermia you have to slowly warm up their body like you have to take all the clothes off and then heat them up slowly
1: I'm sure they've figured it out.
0: Well, yeah, but maybe this is like the beginning of how they figured it out. Probably.
1: More than likely. Um, This took place at uh, the prison camp Dachau. Pretty sure that's how you pronounce that. They're German names. I don't know.
0: I just love listening to you randomly try to pronounce
1: words that you don't know. I think it's Dachau, which is really funny because it's spelled D-A-C-H-A-U. I'm going with Dachau. because if not, if I'm I'm going full out American, I'd say Dacheu. Yeah, the other one definitely sounds better. Daco. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the reason these experiments were conducted was because the not the German forces on the Eastern Front were not very prepared for cold weather that they encountered, so they had to do a lot of these experiments, and they they ended up doing a lot of these experiments on captured Russian troops because they thought their genetics made them more impervious to the cold because, you know, they live up in the cold.
0: Okay. Devil, devil's advocate here. Okay. That makes sense. It does. But how are you going to take their genetics that you tested on and put it into your guys's? because the genetics are different. So even if you get a testing that works for me, it's not going to work for you. It's different genetics.
1: Yes exactly i understand this i'm sure they figured this stuff out uh close to a hundred really? people reported to have died of the this experiment all right they did a lot of different kinds of immunization experiments trying to figure out how to immunize people from different sicknesses such as malaria uh, typhus tuberculosis typhoid fever yellow fever And hepatitis. So they would intentionally put these diseases into people and just see how they could... Fix them. Fix them, basically, yes. Let me break you and then fix you. Which essentially is technically how these medical advances happen. You... Someone gets sick and then they try different things to make them get better. But the only problem is, is they were doing this to people without their consent
0: which is why we have consent
1: nowadays that's right so that happened at almost all the concentration camps all the ones that i can't pronounce and the ones that you can't yeah that i can so they did this at a lot of them all right moving on to mustard gas experiments Mm, nasty nasty stuff I, i wouldn't know i have seen videos of it though doesn't doesn't look good.
0: Mm-mm. Nasty stuff.
1: So what they would do is what they they tried to investigate the most effective treatment of wounds caused by mustard gas. Ew. So they would be deliberately exposed, which inflicted chemical burns. And then they would test to find, you know, what worked on curing the burns. Which sucked, I'm sure. I can only imagine. They also tried to investigate the effectiveness of something called um, sulfamani- Sulfam- Sulfamaniide. Sulfamaniide. What's sulfamaniide? It is a synthetic antimicrobial agent. Okay. So, wounds inflicted on people were infected with bacteria, and then they would create different wounds that basically made similar to ones that you would receive on battlefield. Okay. So they would create these wounds on people.
0: Those poor people.
1: Yes, the infection was aggravated by forcing wood shavings and glass into the wounds. Ew. And then the infection was treated with maggots, sulf sulfon sulfonamide. Sulfonamide. Yes. And other drugs to determine their effectiveness. So that's what sulfamonide apparently did. It helped treat infections. They also did something called seawater experiments. So the seawater experiments, they were trying to make seawater drinkable. Okay. So they would test the seawater drinkability on prisoners. But these prisoners were not allowed to drink any other type of liquid or eat any other kind of – or eat food. So, literally, it was seawater. Well, obviously, you drink salt water, you get sick, and you die because it dehydrates you. Because it's salty. Yes. At one point, a group of, of about 90 gypsies were completely deprived of food and given nothing but seawater to drink. And they were so dehydrated that others saw them licking freshly mopped floors in order to just get some kind of drinkable water into them, Ugh, that's nasty. Oh, I guess if that's your only option. Well, still, like
0: I, I get it where those guys are coming from, but at the same time, that's nasty. Yes, it is.
1: All right, one of the things that was just also truly horrible, like everything they did: sterilization and fertility experiments. Ew. So what they wanted was to sterilize any person that had raw like not good genetics. obviously, that's what the Nazis did. They wanted to ensure the Aryan race <coughs> you and me
0: you white, blonde blue eyes huh?
1: you and me <laughs> Unfortunately, we are very Aryan and
0: my boys are too. Blonde-haired, blue-eyed, little
1: men. They would be... You guys are safe. You guys are little Nazis. No, no, you're not. (laughs) You're not a little... You're not Nazis. He's glaring at you like, excuse me? (laughs) I am not. (laughs) No, but they would love you. They would. (laughs) He's he's all proud. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah, they would. I'm cool. (laughs) So, the people that they wanted to sterilize would be... And pretty much anyone, if you had schizophrenia, if you liked alcohol a little too much, maybe if you were blind or deaf, any physical uh, deformities, if you were Jewish or a gypsy or... Basically, if you couldn't check the certain box, you were... You were going to get sterilized. Mm. And it was... mm, Let's see here. 1% of citizens of Germany between the ages of 17 to 24 had been sterilized within two years of a law that passed called the Law for Prevention of Genetically Defective Progeny. You suck, Germany. Well, not anymore. You did then. You're fine now. Anyways, within four years, 300,000 patients had been sterilized. All of these What did they do to sterilize them? Well, let me tell you. These experiments were conducted at Auschwitz, Ravensbrück, and several other concentration camps by a Dr. Carl Klauberg. The purpose of his experiments were to develop a method of sterilization which would work for millions of people with minimum time and effort. Okay. These experiments were conducted by x-ray, surgery, and other drugs. Thousands were sterilized. Let's see. Because of this program, I think total was about 400,000 people were completely sterilized. So he was very much interested in experimenting on women who had already given birth.
0: That's because your body physically changes after birth.
1: Yes. So that's where he wanted to, that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to sterilize the women who have already given birth. So he x-rayed women to make sure there was no obstruction to their ovaries. And then over the course of three to five sessions, he injected women's cervix with, you know, trying to block their fallopian tubes. Okay. Obviously anyone who stood against him, Or were deemed unfit. Were sterilized? Well, no. They were killed in the gas chambers. (laughs) Oh. So if he couldn't sterilize you, you were dead. Intravenous injections that he used contained iodine and silver nitrate. That was successful. But it had unwanted side effects such as vaginal bleeding, abdominal pain, and cervical cancer.
0: Hmm.
1: Radiation treatment became the favored choice of sterilization. A specific amount of exposure to radiation would destroy a person's ability to produce ova or sperm, and, but the problem with this method was that many people suffered from severe radiation burns. Alright, another fun little experiment that, that someone did in Austria under the Nazi regime. What they would do was... Well, they focused on the reproductive system of women. He would tell women their date of death in advance. And then he would evaluate how their psychological distress would affect their menstruation cycles.
0: I could see that. I mean, if, well, I mean, if you already know that if you stand against the kid, the guy, you are going to get killed. So if he tells you you're going to die Monday, I
1: could see how people would freak out by that. Well, crap. I guess I'm going to die Monday. I don't know. But then, of course, he would follow through with when he was going to kill them and kill them. Yeah. So there's no point to stress over it because you're going to die. Yeah. But after they were murdered, he would dissect and examine their reproductive organs. Some of the women, unfortunately, were raped after they were told the date so that he could study the path of sperm through the reproductive system. Ew. Yes. All right. Next one. High altitude experiments. I st- sorry i
0: still can't get over the fact that they would rape them and then oh. kill them and look at their like to follow the sperm
1: path yeah yeah i think that's sickening and yes. awful and, and luckily we were not in germany at that time
0: well we'd well be good. we
1: would be fine true well even still i would rather not i don't want to associate that. with that kind of thing exactly. That's just exactly Alright, what's his altitude? Okay, (laughs) high-altitude experiments. So prisoners at the Dachau concentration camp were used by a scientist named Sigmund Rascher, and they were going to help German pilots who had to eject at high altitudes.
0: Okay.
1: So they had a low-pressure chamber, and containing prisoners was used to simulate conditions at altitudes up to 68,000 feet. Of the 200 subjects, 80 of them died outright, and the rest were killed. He actually personally wrote letters with a Heinrich Himmler, who was Hitler's right-hand man, to explain his experiments. What would happen... In one of the experiments, a person, about 37-year-old, in good health, was put into the chamber, and as he began to lose oxygen and timed the changes in behavior, the man began to wiggle his head at four minutes, and at five minutes, he was suffering from cramps before falling unconscious. He described how he laid unconscious Breathing only three times per minute. That's insane. Until he stopped breathing 30 minutes after being deprived of oxygen. He then turned blue and began foaming at the mouth. And then an autopsy followed an hour later. Himmler wrote back to him and wanted to know, once the guy stopped breathing, could you bring him back to life? Basically makes sense i mean a logical type of thing yeah see if you could resuscitate him and if they could resuscitate the person he would award that person with concentration camp for life so just not death basically not death and no more experiments so i suppose that's kind of a reward but it's still hard labor until you die
0: See, I think I just would rather die.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. So that was the high-altitude test.
0: I'll take the high-altitude test over the being raped and then checking out my in-girl parts. Yeah, yeah. Probably
1: would be a little better. Oh, this next one. uh, The blood coagulation experiment.
0: Mm, That just doesn't even sound good.
1: No, no, it doesn't. That same guy that did the high-altitude test, Sigmund Rascher, Experimented with the effects of a substance called polygal, and he made it from beets and apple pectin, which aided in blood clotting. He predicted that the use of the polygal tablets would reduce bleeding from gunshot wounds okay, so sustained during battle. So, this is the first quick clot. Yeah. Something like that. Because
0: I know that uh, in the military, we use Quick Clot, and then like veterinaries use it, and then there's a version, a different type of version that the uh, hospitals use. Oh. Called Quick Clot. Well, it's not always called Quick Clot, but the... Something. The brand
1: that I'm used to is called Quick Clot. Okay. That's kind of what it sounds like here. So, what they would do is give their subjects the Polygal Tablet. And then shoot them through the neck or the chest or, you know, amputated their limbs without anesthesia. Just to see, you know. I feel like it'd be more effective if they did did the injuring and and then 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 give them the stuff. Well, you know, they were testing it. Yeah. Seeing what happened. So, another doctor.
0: Sorry, the random
1: song, doctor, doctor. (laughs) Popped into my head. (laughs) Doctor, give me the news, I gotta... Bad, bad case of, of loving, loving you. Yeah. <laughs> that totally just popped into my head. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> Bruno Weber, this doctor. This is bad because, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. These people are doing such horrible things. Get it together, Taryn. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, well, this guy injected his subjects with blood types that were different from their own. This caused the blood cells to congeal, and the blood was studied. And then when the Nazis removed the blood from someone, they entered a major artery, causing the subject to die of major blood loss. So they would take the blood from someone, but they would do it, you know, from the, the, the artery. Instead of just normal veins. Yeah, and that would kill the person, and then they'd use that blood on someone else. Fun. Because, you know, any way to kill somebody. Why not? You know. Kind of like the
0: TV show A Thousand Ways to Die. Nazi version. That's right.
1: (laughs) Nazi version. Ugh. So that was not all, but quite a few different human experiments the Nazis performed on many different people who definitely didn't deserve it. And it's it's sad. And, you know, the, the crazy thing about it. Is they learned a lot. Which has done
0: major medical advances for nowadays. Yeah. Some of the stuff they've learned we use in hospitals nowadays. But it's kind of sad how they came
1: about that information. Actually, as I read further, a lot of those Nazi experiments were not used in uh, some of our medical advances because of ethical reasons. That makes sense. So because they went about this unethically, people would not use the Nazi research within their own research. But some would. See, this is a quite the argument. Is it unethical to use their research that could further help more people? Wouldn't that be unethical to not use that information, even though it was gotten unethically? wouldn't it be unethical to completely ignore what they did in order to help more people?
0: So yes and no, this is the way I think about it is if it were to be happening right now, right? Yeah. And another scientist right now looks at this information going, Oh, this is really fascinating. I can use this to improve. And then goes about the ethical version without stopping what they're doing. Then no, it's all wrong. And you probably shouldn't use their information. You need to get that stopped.
1: Hmm. Now,
0: if this happened, you know, how many years ago a lot a lot of years ago so now (laughs) here i am as a scientist looking at this information looking at all the stuff they've already gathered it's already done it's already over there's nothing you can do about it it's done okay this is fascinating how can i improve upon this let's get some people that are willing to test it in a more sterile environment without being sterile Mm -hmm. does that make sense uh, a, willing participants, yes, willing ones with you know
1: contracts and anesthesia, <laughs> which is why they created something called the Nuremberg Code. And what would be the
0: Nuremberg
1: the code? Nuremberg Code is basically that whole you have to get consent from your from the people, you have to let them know the risks or Or what could be done during this procedure. Just, you know, open information. We've all heard it through every every surgery. Yes. So, that's what the Nuremberg Code is. It was the starting point, the jumping point for that.
0: Like I said, I don't think what they did was right. And I don't think that it should be repeated. But the information is there, so let's build upon it in a better way.
1: No, and I agree. And... I mean, doctors weren't the only scientists doing work in Germany at the time, too. There was many other people. There were um, biologists, engineers. They were all doing different things, and most of it was advance the military. Yeah. And that is going to lead us into our next next subject. subject. We are going to be talking about next week. And then we're going to take a break and talk about Christmas stuff. Yay. And then we're going to go back to CIA fun drunk.
0: Should be interesting.
1: It will be crazy. So this is going to be a long process of learning, but it's crazy. All of it is just super crazy. And as of right now, I'm just bringing you up to speed. If you don't know certain things, you'll you'll understand. You'll understand in the future. Just tune in to next week, guys. Come next week. It's, yeah. Taryn, you don't have your joke book over here.
0: I don't, but I did. My phone ran away. Oh. What do you call a fat psychic?
1: What? A four-chin teller. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, man. Alright, I appreciate everyone who tunes in and listens to us. And I hope you will go rate and review us on any of your podcasting apps that allow you to do so. iTunes especially. Please do it. Stop yawning. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it's late. No. It's, it's just been a long day. It's 10 o'clock but here. It's late for me. It's 10-12. Okay. It's late for me. My bedtime is 10-30. Is oh, my goodness. I love it. Anyway.
0: Guys. Thank you again for tuning in. Comment on something. Let us know. Anything.
1: We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Fort Weird Pod if you want to look us up. We're pretty awesome. We're cool. Taryn posts a lot of stuff on our Facebook. I do. It's the only one I actually interact on. It's fine. I try to post what I can on Instagram and Twitter. I still can't figure out how to use Twitter. Yeah, you know. I do
0: Instagram sometimes, but I'm not very good at it. I'm, I'm a Facebook.
1: I'm a Facebook I'm person. I'm a
0: Facebook mom. We're old people. We are. Can't help it. What's, what's I saying about you if I'm calling myself old?
1: You ha- you're you an old soul, though. I know. I don't consider you being as young as you are. <laughs> Honestly, when I see you, I'm thinking, oh, you're about 30. Close. <laughs> We're almost there. <laughs> Getting close. All right. Well, that is the end of... That's the end. <laughs> We're done. I know. You should see the smiles he's given me. Look at you. Oh, oh, you're so excited. (laughs) Oh, you are. Can you say hi? It's the most he's ever smiled ever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye, guys. Bye. Bye. So the of this